You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, welcome back. I am glad that you tuned in today to this episode of the podcast. We're going to talk today about reading the Bible better. In January, I have encouraged our church family to submit to the authority of Scripture, to read the Bible, to become people of the Word. And I want to use the podcast for a couple episodes to just pass along some practical skills, some things that will help us become better readers of the Bible. Some of these things are practical, some of them are technical, and some of them just make sense. But if you'll tune in for the next couple of days, we'll pass along some things that have helped me and a few others learn to read our Bibles better. Today I brought Corey Jenkins in the room. So Corey's going to be my guest on the podcast so that we can have a little bit of a different environment for the conversation. So Corey, thanks for making time. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you. All right, man. So when I tell the church that I want us to be equipped to read the Bible better, uh, mm-hmm. what what do you think of? What, what, what do you bring to the table today? I think the first thing is just, you know, having a basic understanding of how to read scripture and its context. Um, you know, I mean, we talk about reading scripture and, and context and interpreting, right? I think for some of us, um, I, I remember first learning about it in college and I'm blown away. I'm like, well, I, I, I don't have a degree in this. I don't, but the thing is that I remind myself and now I remind everybody that's listening is we're, we're practicing this stuff when we're reading fiction books as five-year-olds. Um, we're learning to read a chapter in the context of what we learned previously in a story or whatever. Yeah, that's a, that, that's a good point, is that a lot of the skills that it takes to become a good reader, we already have them. We just haven't yep. used them for the scriptures. You know, yep. we, we don't, we, it's funny that be, when, when reading the Bible becomes a religious obligation, mm-hmm. something that we do to show that we're devoted to God, right? Mm-hmm. When we decide that reading the Bible is going to be a spiritual activity that we have to do to demonstrate mm-hmm. that we're a good person, to walk in our, in our righteousness or create self-righteousness, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden we read the Bible differently than we read everything else. It's almost like yeah. our brain is on autopilot. Or maybe for some people, they'll read it looking for a memory verse. Like you'll read a whole chapter and you're yeah. just trying to find that one zinger, that one verse mm-hmm. that you're going to put on Facebook or that's worth remembering to you, and you miss so many of all the words around it. And yeah. so, to be honest with you, I think we've become very poor, very weak readers of Scripture. Yeah. We have missed so much of what God is saying to us because we've become lazy, because mm-hmm. we've become like apathetic or tuned out or it's on autopilot. Yeah. And I think that sometimes the real reason for all of that is because we're just going through the motions. We're doing our duty. So the goal of the next several podcasts is to help our church get around that, to read better. So for some of you, you'll know everything that we're talking about already. For others, uh, some of this will be fresh to you, but I hope for everyone, it'll be good. It'll be helpful reminders or good habits. Now, Corey, I'll kick off you. Uh, your background academically, you just wrapped up a degree uh, from William Carey a year ago, mm-hmm. right? So you, yep. uh, you're you a year out from a Bible college where yep. you took a lot of religion classes and you learned some about this. You're also a seminary student in New Orleans right now. So yep. 
Wow, man, you are a professional Bible reader here. You know, no, you got a job at the church. I'm not. <laughs> All right, so let's dive in. The first thing that I want to talk about is why we read the Bible. Listen, this is the most important thing I'm going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Over the next several days, we'll talk about reading in context. We'll talk about identifying key words. We'll talk about using you know the right questions or a journal or a guide. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about appreciating the kind of writing that you're reading. Is it a poem or is it a letter? But you know what? The most important tip that I could give anybody for reading their Bible better is is this that we're given today. And that's this, man. When you read your Bible, remember your purpose. Remember why you're reading. And the reason you're reading is because you want to know God. You want a relationship with a person. You want to know God's mind, his heart, his history. You want to know what he's done in the past. You want to know what he said in the past. You want to know his character. And even more than that, you know, the word of God is living and active, more powerful than a double-edged sword. Like truly, I think you can have a spiritual experience as you're reading your Bible. If these are the, the words that the Holy Spirit inspired, that they he breathed, you know, their God breathed, um, then when I read the word, I could be in communion with the spirit, like literally engaged in the presence of God as I hear what he said in the past. So the main thing that I want to encourage our church family to do today is that when you read your Bible, I want you to read in relationship with God. I want mm-hmm. you to be aware of God. I want you to be in conversation with God. I want you to be open hearted towards God instead of just sitting down to read the words as a religious obligation. I want you to read it with the Lord. I have a scripture passage, uh, Corey, that I love to share around this. And you'll hear it again as a church pretty soon. This is John chapter 5. Jesus has been uh, dialoguing with the Pharisees, who are very religious people. They, they mm-hmm. say that we are disciples of Moses. That's what they say in this chapter. They are rejecting the work of Jesus, who is personally right there in their midst. Mm-hmm. But they're actually super religious. In fact, they read their Bibles. Probably they read their Bibles more than anybody else in Jerusalem or in the towns around Galilee. They were the Bible experts, but it turns out they were reading it wrongly. Hmm. And so let me read John chapter five. Um, They, they have been talking about his witnesses And he said, you know, God himself is my witness. The works and miracles Mm -hmm. I've done are my witnesses. John the Baptist, you know, was a witness towards me. But no matter how many witnesses you're given, you guys won't believe that I am the Messiah. And then he's going to say, in fact, the Bible that you're reading every day is a testimony to me, but you can't hear its voice. Listen to this. Verse 36 of John chapter 5. I have testimony weightier than that of John. For the works that the Father has given me to finish, the very works that I am doing, testify that the Father has sent me. And the Father who sent me was himself testified concerning me. You have never heard his voice or seen his form, nor does his word dwell in you. For you do not believe the one he sent. You study the scriptures diligently because you think that in them you have eternal life. These are the very scriptures that testify about me, yet you refuse to come to me to have eternal life. (coughs) Powerful passage to me Mm -hmm. because Jesus tells these religious people, the word of God's not in you. Second, he says, you read the Bible, you study the scriptures, (coughs) and they're supposed to point you to me, 
but you won't open your heart to me. Anyway, for me, this Bible passage is a game changer when it comes to thinking about purpose for reading your Bible. So here's what I want to do, Corey. Mm -hmm. I want to encourage us as we read the scriptures today that we would let the word of God be inside us, that we would study these scriptures knowing that their purpose is that we would believe in Jesus and have a relationship with him. Yeah. So as you read this, like you could almost consider your scripture reading time as a form of prayer. You're dialoguing mm-hmm. with God. You're in conversation with God. You're hearing some of what he has said or done in the past. And through his spirit, he may refresh that in your soul today. But I guess that's what I want. So, Corey, I'll give you the last <clears throat> word on this podcast as we get ready to wrap up. Man, what do, you, what do you want to tell our church family as we read John chapter 5 and think about the purpose of reading the Bible? Yeah, again, I think, you know, it's all about the heart, as you were saying. Um, it's not about, again, going back to I don't have the skills or even, you know, I'm reminded of um, Paul. He's writing to young Timothy. So for those of us who are, are listening and saying, well, maybe I'm too young, maybe I uh, I'm a college student. I'm a student. I'm a I'm a child. Yeah, who, I've got a, I've got middle schoolers and yeah. a sixth grader. So my um, kids. Paul's looking at this young Timothy, very young, and he says this in Second uh, Timothy two fifteen: Make every effort to present yourself before God as a proven worker who does not need to be ashamed, teaching the message of truth accurately. Now, some of us are not teaching the truth. I mean, we we probably have Sunday school teachers that are listening um and church leaders in the church that maybe one day will lead as well and teach but um paul looks at young timothy and says handle the word accurately and before that again he says prove yourself to be a good worker before lord to not be ashamed and that for me that's some of the the heart there i want to stand before lord one day and not say look at what coy's done but look what in your name that how you used me, God, um, and how you did a good work in my heart, and how through your word um, you've shown me a better life. Um, and so it starts with the heart. You know, we want to be sons and daughters who love our God, and it goes back to what you're saying. Our scripture time is not a means to an end of our glory, but it's as a means to God's glory. And for him to stir up in us, um, growing in the image of Christ. Well, and for sure, I think the first step towards handling the word well mm-hmm. you know, is that as we approach the scripture, we have reverence in our heart for the Lord. Yeah. And we want to be in his presence. We want to love his word and hear his word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in that point, you know, Paul told Timothy, don't let anybody look down on you because you're young. You yeah. know, but, but prove yourself, right? And mm-hmm. so from the youngest in our congregation who are reading their Bibles for themselves to the oldest. And I encourage you, as you approach the scriptures today, have your heart and your mind open to the presence of God. Let the word be in you. Allow your Bible time to become part of your prayer time. Be aware of God's presence. Hear his words. Love them. Hey, Corey, thanks for making time to be on the podcast today. Uh, Church family, I look forward to delivering some more content on how to read your Bible better. So I hope that some of these uh, podcast episodes are useful to you as you develop your skills and better habits for reading our Bibles. God bless you, church family. Can't wait to see you tonight in our discipleship groups and Sunday as we gather for worship.